Yes. Oh, and we're going to take up offering, too. We need somebody to take up offering. I am. See, I'm lost without summer. <coughs> Thank you, Eileen. I would just totally forgot. I'm uh she she keeps me in line, I promise you that. Uh, we're gonna be in a, a few different places tonight in, in uh in the word. I'm not gonna be coming out of Mark. Uh I just didn't feel led that area or that direction. So um I, I wanna minister tonight and, and, and uh I guess if you want to use for a subject or a title, uh don't forget who you serve. Don't forget who you serve, because right now is, 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 some, is some crazy times. We know that. There's a lot of chaos, a lot of turmoil, a lot of stirring the pot, a lot of uh, division trying to be sown and is being sown. And uh, I just want to encourage you tonight and come by to tell you tonight, don't forget who you serve. Don't forget whose you are. Don't forget who's in charge. Don't forget who's in control. Don't forget that you are his and he is yours and and that all he has, you have as well. Uh, and if you're, and, and, and it's a little different tonight. Uh, there's no really main portion of scripture. There's different scriptures, but um, I was thinking on this and, and, and just studying and uh, believing and, and just knowing what a privilege we have, what a privilege I have. And I was just reminded, uh, Summer and I started a Bible study on uh, on, um, on uh, Facebook, and. Uh, I don't know, it's been such a joy for myself and her, uh, if not anyone else, just to understand what a privilege it is to communicate the gospel, what a, what a privilege it is to share the gospel with people, and we have that privilege, and I'm not sure that we always fully, as believers, understand just what a privilege we have just to speak the name of Jesus, just to say the name of Jesus, and... Uh, in Matthew, we taught on this scripture, or we taught on the Lord's Prayer for quite some time. Actually, we've taught on it a few times. Um, but in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 9, and, and Jesus was speaking and he was instructing on prayer. And how many of you know that prayer life is vital? How many of you know that prayer is vital and it's a vital part of what we, what we are, who we are, and uh, what, is, what is taking place? But Matthew 6, verse 9 says, After this manner, therefore pray you, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I specifically want to hone in right here on this verse. Um, uh, I guess this is a main portion of Scripture, just this one. But uh, hone in right here on hallowing the name of Jesus. Hallowing the Father. Hallowing, lifting up, sanctifying, setting His name apart. Because... Sometimes we often get caught up in going to Him in needs and wants and desires versus just going to Him in worship and praise. We, we get caught up in wondering, Lord, do you know what's going on? Of course He knows what's going on. But do we, we wonder when will it end and we just fail to praise Him and adore Him and honor Him. But in John chapter 1, I don't even know if I gave you this verse, and I probably didn't. I'm sorry, but if, if, if one, one verse 29, John was uh, John saw Jesus coming, and and uh, he saw him coming, and he said, 
Not, who is that? He didn't say, oh, well, here, here he is. He said, behold the Lamb of God. Tonight, we need to understand, we should be declaring this to everybody. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Not only did John see him coming, he wanted to make sure everyone else around him knew who was coming. Hello, church folks, tonight. We should be adamant about making known who's coming. Do we know that we're not... We don't know when Christ is going to return, but I can promise you it was, it'll be sooner than it was yesterday. And we should be adamant about, uh, as believers, making known that Christ is coming. He's here. He's already here but I'm talking about returning for his bride, the church, rapture the church home. But he said, behold, take note, pay attention, uh, to look, to, to, to observe. I want you to know who's coming. This was John. He's coming to take away the sin of the world. Now that he has gone to the uh, Calvary's cross, now that he has bore the sin... He has taken that penalty away. He didn't remove sin from the world, but he took the penalty of sin away because his blood is and was still enough. And so we get so caught up in suffering the penalty that we should never be suffering because why? We fail to acknowledge who's here and who's in our presence. So this verse 9, and he says, After this manner, therefore pray you our Father who is in heaven. I long to see him. I know we talk about that all the time, and, but I now more than ever, I long to see him. I long to see his face. I long to be in his presence and to sit at his feet. And, and I used to, uh, uh, some, my, my room in, in, in our little house I grew up in, after my brothers graduated, I got to move downstairs into an actual bedroom instead of out of a fixed up attic. And my bedroom butted up to the side of my mom and dad's bedroom. And many nights I would be woken up by my mom in there just praising the Lord and, and just singing and worshiping and praying. And, and I thought, man, how awesome it must be to be in love with, with him in that manner. And, and knowing that I could have, but I did not. But I long that day when I will sit at his feet for eternity and sing, Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lamb. Worthy. See, we, we have that privilege here, but why don't we? Why, we say we're this. We say we're that. We proclaim Christ as King. We call ourselves children of God, but our mouths are, are zipped tight. Because somebody might say something. Somebody is going to say something. I can just go ahead and tell you that. We fail to acknowledge whose we are. We want to we call Him Lord, but we don't want to proclaim Him as Lord. So I long to see Him, and, and I don't want to be guilty of passing by the importance of acknowledging the Father and hallowing His name ever. I never want to let that moment and that time go by. Because if we get busy within ourselves and within our own schedules. If you look at our church calendar, my Lord, there's something always. And who knows what's going on, where it's going on, how it's going on. I don't, there's so much stuff going on. And even in our own personal lives, there's so much going on. 
But if we are trying to fit Him into our schedule, which oftentimes we do, well, I just don't have time. I want to tell you something that that, that in in your relationship with the Lord, you'll make time for what is important to you. You will make time for a value that's in your life. And and, and what what I'm saying is is we all have 24 hours, and uh, sometimes we just have to suck it up and do more. But but we try to, to fit him into our schedule instead of, acknowledging who he is and saying and asking for direction and seeking direction for him or from him. And <coughs> you may come here tonight and have found yourself lately thinking, man, what in the world else is going to happen this year? Because it's been a crazy year. And it, it, it's, it's just nuts. And, and you may, you may uh, find yourself even right now tonight with a heavy heart because of just the pure chaos and, and wickedness that is, that is really rearing its head, uh, I mean, right now you're seeing the physical things of sin more so now than ever. But we, we have that heavy heart and that heavy heart is real. But we cannot forget who we serve. So, so when you and I as believers have a privilege like no one else, What I mean no one else, a non-believer. We have a privilege that a non-believer had. They don't have it. We don't have to uh, present a sacrifice. Praise God for that. We don't have to find a priest to go into the Holy of Holies. Praise God for that. We don't don't have to to remember all the rudiments and all the the ceremonials and all of those things. Praise God for that. But what we do have to do is go to the Father by one way in the name of Jesus. We have that access and we can go into the Holy. We've got a privileged church, people, if you're watching. We've got a privilege to enter in at any time we want because of the, the sacrifice that was made for us. So I came for one reason tonight. I came to tell you that we cannot, one, forget who we serve, but we've got to continue to lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. I, you know, I, I'm, 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 I scrolled through uh, Somerset the other day. I, I don't see how you sit there and read on that phone for an hour or whatever it was. And I don't really scroll through things. I look at something and I'm done. I don't, I don't. But I've, I've been taking some time recently, and I've, I've stopped on some things, and what I have noticed, t- a trending, if you will, and, the, and people call themselves believers, is they have spent more time uh, belittling, demeaning, and sowing discord than they have preaching and lifting up the name of Jesus. I understand an election's coming up, and I understand the weight of this election. I understand what's at stake, and the gospel is at stake, quite honestly. But I also understand that Jesus saved my soul, and that he is the only hope for this entire world, not just this country. And if we are not lifting up and preaching and proclaiming the name of Jesus more than we are anything else, then we need to, we need to ask him to check us. Check us. We need to ask Him to lead us, to guide us, to 
to, to continue to show us and open up our eyes. So we've got this privilege to go to Him like none other because of the cross. We have that privilege. And I, I want to tell you, we've got to keep lifting up His name. And, and, and again, we like to use this, in an, in an, in a, and it's true, but we like, I've, I've, I'm not saying we, but I'm, when I say we, I'm talking about believers, like to use this as a token to be lazy and do nothing. And it's John 12, verse 32. And it says, And I, if I be lifted up from earth, will draw all men nigh unto me. And that's true. That's absolutely true. But what a lot of people are taking that by, a lot of believers, I mean, is all I have to do is say the name Jesus and everything else will take care of itself. No, faith without works is... We don't have an excuse not to continue to proclaim and to go forward. We don't have an excuse not to do anything. We're not doing something to get something. We're doing because we already have something, and that something is salvation. That something is the Holy Spirit working and operating and moving within our lives. So if we do lift up the name of Jesus, and, and, and He does do a, mar a mar marvelous work, and it is all about Him, but... There is still work required to put to your faith. There is still action that needs to take place with your words. Because your life will live louder than your words anyway. So he was lifted up on that rugged cross. We know that. And, and he's still to be lifted up today. And it, it may sound, and I've said this before, it may sound a little bit blunt and a little bit brutal, but I'm telling you the church needs to quit whining and start worshiping. And we need to quit pouting and start praising Him and quit sulking and start seeking Him more so now than ever. We've got to, 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 to understand who we serve. If we read the Bible, if you read the Bible, what is going on should not shock you. Yes, it's appalling. Yes, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But if you're reading your word, you wouldn't spend all of your time trying to stop what's going on. But you would spend more time letting people know, behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin. He's here to remove that from you. The penalty has been removed, but He's here to change your life. And He's coming again real soon. So... I found myself a little more, not irritated, I don't want to use the word irritated, but I guess more fired up in a different realm, a different way, if, if that makes sense. But, but there's an old song that we used to sing, and I, and I don't know the name, I think the name of it was It's Time, and I don't even know who, remember who sang it, but it, it goes on and it's talking about it's time, it's time for the broken ones to live again. Time for the dead to rise. Time for the numb to feel. Time for the wounds to, 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 to uh, heal. Time for our hearts to burn with a desperation. And it may be called it's time. I don't remember what the name of it is. But many people ask themselves within the church, how do I live again? Because since Martin, my brother had a service the other, uh, well, not the other week, it was Sunday. And he's seen people that he had seen in 20, I think he said 26 weeks. 
And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not, if they missed for 26 weeks and they watched online for 26 weeks, and some people here I haven't seen in 26 weeks, uh, but they watch online, and I understand all of that. I'm not knocking, but I'm saying we find ourselves in a different time, and a different, everything is different. And sometimes we as believers feel like, what is going on? And we may ask ourselves, how do I live again? How do I go forward when, when it seems that everything is, is going wrong? How do I go forward? How do I move on? How do I continue to, to live a, a, a victorious and, a, and, a, and a, 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 let's say, a joyous life in the middle of all this craziness? We're in the presence today, even, even at your house, while everything else is still going on, as a believer, you're in the presence of the Almighty God. How? Why? Because you, I, we're the church. He dwells, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So we're in His presence. So He, he is there and, and we, we want to know how do we feel again? How do I sing again? How, how, how do I live again? How, where is that joy, that peace? I ask this question and, and it's really uh, the title for this. Don't forget who you serve. Who do you serve? Are you serving the circumstance? Are you serving the situation? Are you serving? And I'll say this. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to pound this in the ground from here on out. Turn your news stations off. All of them, because all of them lie. <laughs> we know what's going on. This is like watching ESPN in the morning. If you watched it one time, you don't need to watch it 72 more times. It's the same thing. Just turn it off. Let your mind uh, be focused on the Lord instead of what, I don't even know a news announcer's name, but instead of what they're going to say. So, so we're in His presence, and, and we're in the presence of an almighty God. So first of all, it's in Christ, and, and, and we understand that, that we live in Christ, uh, by Christ and through Christ, and once we got that established, we begin to praise Him, getting back to what I originally intended, verse 9 of Matthew 6, we have to acknowledge Him whom our Father. Our Father. Do we, we've got the privilege, they knew Him as Father in the Old Testament, but because of Calvary's cross, because of the blood, we don't know Him as, a, as Father, we call Him Father. Why? Because in Christ, we're in the family of God. So we have to acknowledge Him. So you enter in those gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. And, and when we say our Father, you're acknowledging who He is and it testifies of the blood that was shed at Calvary's cross. Do we... Y'all need to smile at me or throw something or something. I don't know. I, quiet makes me nervous. We have to understand that for us, for you and I, to have the availability to call God our Father, it cost Him, we know it cost Him His Son. And, and He gave up all for you and me, and we get caught up in the day-to-day -day things, and we get caught up in all the hoopla and all the junk. I mean, there's people right now more worried about mailing in a ballot than they are preaching the gospel. Is the post office going to get it right? Or are they going to lose it? 
Are we going to preach the gospel? I'm not saying those aren't issues, and I'm not saying they may or may not happen. But I'm telling you, we need to proclaim Jesus now more than we ever have. Don't the, the, the devil ain't an idiot. He knows. He knows what to do to get you all fired up and stirred up. That's why I didn't watch TV last night because there was something on that I just did not need to see. But anyway, he's still to be lifted up and his name is still to be praised and, and we're still to glorify him and acknowledge him as Father. And our Father, he is in heaven. We're thanking him for the blood. And there is no better way to start your day or end your day than by simply praising him. <coughs> by simply praising him. And I mean, I'm not talking about... Uh, turning on whatever you like, the Gaithers or whoever, I don't know, whoever they may be. I'm, not, I'm, I'm talking about just praising Him. For what? For just being alive, for just having the ability to say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Praise Him and, and worship and adore His name because in the end, nothing else matters. If He's not first, then that should explain why things in our lives are a mess. If he's not first in our lives, if you find something going a, a, a crazy and your life is just nuts, stop and ask yourself, where have I spent my time and where have I placed value in my life? Is it on, on the Father? Is it, is, it, is it in Christ or is it in what I want to get accomplished? Often when I find myself the most frustrated at the most frustrated moments in life, I find that I have given more time to an agenda, not an agenda, but getting things accomplished rather than seeking His will. And I'm not talking about not praying or not reading or not studying. I'm talking about we get busy and we want to get things done. So we hallow His name and, and again hallow to hallow to hallow is to sanctify the name and, and hallow it, and we know this, but I can't, I want to remind you guys, is, is hagiazo, and that's to be sanctified, to be set apart for, for sacred use, to be praised and adored. His name is to be praised and adored, not used in vain. So once we thank Him for access, we, we, we thank Him through the blood, uh, for the blood, we begin to praise Him, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. What name? The name that's above all names. The name at which every knee will bow and tongue confess that He is Lord. So we know that He is, and I came to just remind you, and I'll try to go slow. He is Elohim, Elohim and that's Creator God. Sometimes it just blows my little, my little dumb mind that God, the Creator that spoke it all into existence, desires to, one, use me, but two, loved me enough to save my soul. I mean, we're talking about God who, who knows, the, and this is just the most mind-blowing thing to me, one knows where the wind starts and when it stops, and he knows the path that the lightning bolt will take. 
He knows the number of hair that is on our head, and He holds the world in His hand, though it were a grain of sand. We're talking about God, the creator of it all, and He still desires to commune with this moron. That, that blows my mind. God, why would you love me? Why would you just because I'm His? All of you that have kids, there are times that you just think, my God, if you could play whack-a-mole in real life, it would be terrific. But you can't. Because they're yours and you love them. And you desire to spend time. And then when they get a little bit older, they think that you're the biggest dumb, dumb head in the world and they don't want to hear you and you don't know nothing. And, and all of a sudden when they get a little bit older, they realize you're really not that big of a dumb head. You're pretty smart. But now they want to really want your advice. Uh, but, but the Lord loves us because we're His and He desires to spend time with you Here's why, so that he can show you what he wills for your life. But we don't spend time with him. Here's the time we spend with him. Oh, it's, it's 8 o'clock. Lord, what would you have me to do? Uh, just, just show me your will. Thank you, Lord. i got to go, man. The Dairy Queen's closing in 30 minutes. And that's all we spend. I gotta hurry. No, no, I really don't have to hurry, but I, I should. But, but he's Elohim. He's Creator God. He is El, meaning strength. He's our strength. He's Elohai, Deity. He's Theos, Supreme. He's Jehovah Sabbath. We know Lord of Hosts. He's Jehovah Elo Elion, the Lord Most High. Jehovah uh, Host. Uh, host H, Lord, I can't even say it. But anyway, it means the Lord our maker. <laughs> He's Jehovah Eloheinu, the Lord our God. Jehovah Eloheka, the Lord thy God. And Jehovah Elohe, the Lord my God. He's personal. Not only did he create everything, but he's a personal God. And he can be a personal God to me, and at the same time be a personal God to Hope, and Clay, and Sister Gunner, and Beth, at the same time. How? Because he's God. And he's that good, and that's who I serve. And he can be pouring out into, into this one's life, and at the same time be pouring into this one's life, because that's how good he is. So we need to understand he's personal. He is my God, and we know that all of those names are fulfilled in one name, and that is the name of Jesus. We don't have to remember all of those, thank God, because I can't say half of them anyway. But we know that Jehovah means this, God who is ready to act. He's ready to act on what? Our behalf. Why? Because we're His. He's ready to act on our behalf, but what we do, we frustrate Him, and, and sometimes we won't allow Him to act on our behalf because we're too worried about what we want. So He's already provided everything that we need 
i.e. salvation. He's already provided everything that we need, so we need to begin to praise Him a little bit more. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be Your name. So the sin debt has been paid. Thank God. And He is... Uh, we, 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 uh, mine, maybe hopes, I don't remember, but she, she, Jehovah Titzkadu, he's our righteousness. He's our righteousness. And, and he, he, he that knew no sin, he bore ours anyway. Why? So that we can become righteous. We are justified in Christ Jesus. So that Jehovah Titzkanu, he, he justified you, and Jehovah Makadesh sanctifies you. Why? Because now you're justified, and now you can be sanctified. You can't be counted clean before, uh, before you are. And, and it's not a wham-bam thing, and you ain't going to ever do nothing wrong again. And I know that's, oh, Lord Jesus, y'all going against the church of God bylaws. Well, come fire me. Because they ain't one church of God pastor not, not messed up. And the way that it's presented by so many is that, brother, if you sanctified, you'd just give those things up and you'd quit doing that stuff. Well, brother, let me tell you something. If you were sanctified, you wouldn't be gorging yourself at the hog trough either because gluttony's still a sin. So if we're going to preach something, let's preach it all in totality. Let's don't address issues. Let's address the problem, the problem sin, and let's allow the Holy Spirit to take care of everything else. And I'm going to go on before I get in more trouble. But the sin that's been paid, and, and we know Him, and we know that the power of sin has been broken. Thank God that listen, sin's still there, but the power of sin has been broken. How? Because the blood is is stronger or more powerful than sin. So no longer is death the penalty that you will bear. Now you are enjoying and rejoicing in eternal life by because of the, the sin debt has been paid and because we have received Christ as our Lord and Savior. So He is Jehovah Shalom. We need to understand this, especially today. He is our peace. John 14, 20, I know I didn't give you this, but John 14, 27, and that's a, a very personal scripture to me. And it's Jesus talking to the disciples, and, and Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my, my peace. And man, if I can just, uh, I, my desire is to make sure people understand the peace that Christ had while he was on Calvary's cross is the same peace that he gives us. And we're worried about stuff. How can that be greater than what he went through? It's not. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He is our peace. He is our peace. And he's Jehovah Shammah, ever-present one. And you have that promise of his presence. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. Complete, uh, complete healer, physical and spiritual. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He provided, provided what, some may ask? He provided the sacrifice that you could not to save your soul because you can't. Well, he provided my bank account. He don't have to. He hadn't provided me a good house. He don't have to. He provided you salvation for your soul. 
Maybe if we would praise him for that, maybe some of those other things might come. I don't know. I'm not saying you're going to get a house if you start thanking God for your salvation. Don't. If you do, praise God for that. But he's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He provided our salvation. It was a perfect, uh, spotless lamb. That's why John said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He provided the answer for all problems. And not only did he do that, we know in Colossians 2 and 14, he tells us, his word tells us that he nailed them to his cross. What? The handwriting of ordinances that were against us. They were contrary to us. He took it out took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And if you do study and you look back in the old days, those old times, there was uh, on parchment paper, I guess is the only way I know to explain it, there were charges brought against individuals and they were pinned to walls and they were, they were there and at certain times those were redeemed by, by whomever they may be. They would come and take those and, and wipe them away and they would, they would take that away because uh, that, at that point in time, you could not, um, the, the, it wasn't like the ink pens and the paper we have now. You could take those away. Uh, so he took the things away from us that were charged against us, and he nailed it to his cross. He did it for us. Why? Because we're his. Because he loves us. Because he desires to continually pour into our lives because he did not create us to not spend eternity with us. But I want to tell you how much his love is for us. He loves us enough to allow us to make our own choices and decisions. Because if God was not loved, then God would, would make us do what he wanted us to do. But He loves us enough to allow us to make our own decisions. So those things that were contrary to us, those ordinances, handwriting of ordinances that were against us, He took them away. He nailed them to His cross. He, he made provision for us and He dealt and He did it uh, willingly. He didn't do it grudgingly. So, so, so do you want to dwell in the secret place and hide uh, beneath the shadow of his wing do we do we desire to 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 be in his presence <coughs> Gemma obviously our youngest is still really the only one uh, and, and that's fine I mean because it'd be kind of weird if Noah would now but uh, still the only one when I'm sitting on the couch that will run up and lay her head on my on my on my <laughs> that would be really weird Come on, Noah. Uh, but she, she wants to be in the presence. She likes to be in the presence of her dad. And ain't nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying Noah hates being in my presence, but I just don't want you hugging all over me like that would be kind of strange. But I don't even know why. I'm, that's a whole sidetrack thing. <laughs> Man, it's terrible having ADD. But <laughs> I desire, like when I was young, how I would run in and, 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 and just climb up, and my thing was always my mom, and I always climb up on her, but mama, can you scratch my back? And, and just being in her presence, and being held in her arms, or, or, and that's how I desire to be in his presence. Because if we get caught up in everything, and we all do it, get caught up in the things, the, just life, the hustle, the bustle, the, the crazy schedules, and, and 
And I can't even imagine, uh, we, are, we were cool before cool was cool. We homeschooled well before everybody else had to now. So it's nothing new to us. But I can't imagine being a parent trying to figure out what am I going to do with my kid for two days or three days or this or that, these crazy schedules. And I know it's nuts. But we can't forget who we serve. We can't forget to hallow his name, to praise his name, to worship him. To forget that he is Jehovah Nisi, our banner, our, our victory banner. You go into to, uh, some high school gymnasiums or, or college uh, coliseums or whatever they may be, and, and man, they display those banners all around that we were this, that, whatever it may be. That victory banner, it's, it's done. You can't take that away. And that's, we lift, and he has won a victory greater than any, any sport thing, I promise you that. But he is our victory banner. He's Jehovah Rohi, our, our shepherd. And a shepherd will provide guidance. Well, I don't know what to do. Have you asked him? I don't know which way to go. Have you asked him? I feel lost. Have you asked him for direction? Again, we, 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 we want to use that. I, I just don't know where I need to be, what I need to do. Are you asking him? Because John 10 and verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. If he gave and he did his life for you, do you not think he will direct you and guide you? He'll lead you every step of the way if you will let him. Sometimes we run ahead of the shepherd, though. We do. Um, when we used to go, and I want to go back at some point in time, and I know the Ophi, sometimes you watch our, our services, uh, and, and you guys have never met Ophi, that our kids have. But when we would do a lot of, uh, we would go out to New Mexico to the Navajo Reservation. And, and there's sheep everywhere. <laughs> it's like, but this is crazy. But uh, one particular time we were, we were headed to, uh, and this is not, uh, they were doing a cattle drive. But we were actually headed to uh, what they call Canyon de Chez. And we were headed down I-40. And all of a sudden, man, all these cows were running across because they were driving them and they were pushing them and they were ahead of they were ahead of the the shepherd if you will but they were driving and pushing them where they needed to be but sometimes when a shepherd if you take a sheep in an instance they follow the shepherd they don't drive them they have to lead them and sometimes when we get ahead of the shepherd we find ourselves in some dangerous predicaments and some crazy situations but understand that the shepherd will also rescue that sheep that is going astray. So, so we, we might, you might be wondering, what, what, what am I trying to tell you? What, uh, what, what, what's all this about? What's the reason? The reason is this, you have to praise him. And when we fail to praise him, when we fail to thank him for the provisions that he has made, then we do not hallow his name, we profane it. And I know that's kind of rough, but that's the simple truth. When we are not exalting his name, we're profaning it. We're not lifting him up. 
we're not acknowledging who He is. And when we fail to acknowledge Him for who He is and praise Him for all that He's done so we could have healing, provision, guidance, peace, and victory, then we're, we're, we're not acknowledging that He is God the Creator. We're not acknowledging that He is who we say He is. So God sent His Son to pay that price for us that we could enjoy all of that. And when we fail to make ourselves available to it, we are guilty of this we are guilty of, I would never take the Lord's name in vain, but if you are not acknowledging Him, then that's what we're doing. Because what we are saying is, God, what you have provided and who you are is all in vain because I failed to acknowledge you. I failed to worship you for who you are. You might not, I'm, I'm, we say, uh, don't take God's name in vain, like in, in verbal terms, don't do that either, but our lives take it in vain a lot. And I'm not just, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about believers. Because where, where, we, where we find ourselves, we find ourselves uh, uh, trapped in the middle of, do I or don't I? Do, how do I go? I want to go forward, but I don't seem like I can go forward because I just, I don't know. It's us that's in the way. We're failing to acknowledge who He is. So I don't know what you choose to do, but I choose to hallow His name by sanctifying His name above all names and to, to make uh, His name, and it's more than words. It's our response to accept and to embrace and to live out what He has done for us. We're, we're, we're doing the Bible study on Galatians, and, and it's, it's Paul addressing right in early thing how he was, he was basically this, amazed at how soon they were removed from the gospel which they had received because they had found themselves trapped in this thing of trying to do and, but still live by faith, and, and those don't mix. So we got to hollow, we got to address, we got to lift up his name. we got to worship him. I was reminded as I was going through notes, I... I, I I came back to this place and I wrote this down at 11.06 a.m. on December 28, 2015. So I was seeking the Lord and I was praying for direction and I was asking, Lord, what, what, what do we do? Where do we go? What, what is going to happen? What, Lord, I know that you're moving. I know that you desire to, to do whatever it may be. And Lord, what would you have us to do? And I know, and I don't have these times happen often in my life. But I wrote it down, and it was this. At 11.06 on December 28, 2015, the Lord spoke this to me for this church. And it said, and he said, I will move mightily for my people if they will acknowledge me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that's for I'm saying for here, because I know what he told me. And when things aren't going the way they should, and things aren't going, the wheels are falling off the wagon, sometimes they do happen when you do acknowledge him. Because he'll test, he'll test us. But, but are we acknowledging him in our life? Are we making ourselves... Do we understand that God is soon to return? That, that Christ is soon to return for his bride? That times are desperate? That time, time is not promised? That I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying that, that, 
they're putting the, the chip in people. Well, that's not, I'm not saying all, I'm just saying times are, are, are desperate. But the church don't seem to be too desperate. So, so will, will we acknowledge Him? Will we worship Him? Will we adore Him? Will we praise Him? Even as, in this crazy time we're in, He's still God. Quickly, I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 20, verses 22 through 24. I'm not reading Acts 20, 20, which we knew that. We know what that is. That's on our shirt. But 22 through 24, this is Paul writing because Paul was getting ready to go to Jerusalem. But he said this, verse 22, And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Verse 23, Save that the Holy Spirit witnesses in every, in, 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 in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions bide in me. He, he didn't, the Holy Spirit didn't, didn't exactly tell Paul what was going to happen or how it was going to happen, but he knew something. Instead of something good, something bad about to happen. But I'm going anyway. I, because the Holy Spirit's taking me and he's drawing me. There's afflictions going to come. But I'm going to go anyway. And verse 24, here we go. And when you're acknowledging Him in your life, and you're worshiping and adoring His name, and you're praising Him, and you're seeking Him, and He will empower you, the Holy Spirit will empower you, and He will bolden you, and, and, he'll, and I'm not saying you say this just to say this, but this is Paul said this, I know what's coming, but none of these things move me. I'm not going to not go. I'm not going to not preach the gospel. I'm not going to not make his name known because of afflictions are coming. None of these things move me. Neither count, my, uh, count I my life dear unto myself that I might finish the course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So we find ourselves today, I'm asking this question do we remember who we serve and are you being moved by the things that are afflicting you? Because if you are, you need to find yourself and say, Lord, forgive me. And if we're all honest, we've all been there. I'm, I, again, we don't live in a bubble. I mean, for crying out loud, Summer's over there right now with swollen up disc in her neck. Not because she was doing anything stupid. It just happens. But none of this stuff can move us to the place where we're going to be silent and not adore His name. I, I want you to tonight stand. I know, uh, uh, it's not that late, but I want you to ask yourself this question. And, and, and you know the answer is really not a question, but just check, let, allow the Holy Spirit to check you. Are we remembering who we serve? And are we being moved by the afflictions that are taking place in our lives? And what I'm saying, being moved to the place where we're failing to acknowledge God. Failing to acknowledge that He is still in control. Uh, Vanessa, if you play the song, if there's anything in your life you need or whatever desire, I, I encourage you to come and, and seek Him tonight. Because He desires to move in our lives more than the craziness. He desires to, 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 to pour out in our lives even in the middle of crazy times. So tonight, if you will, just come. 
Are you drifting apart? Not as close anymore. There's nothing you can do that he will not forgive. Bring it to the cross. Let it die so you can. sidetracked with the craziness that's going on. Uh, focus on Christ. Preach the word. Teach the word. Give them Jesus because that's what they need. That's what they need. Please remember to uh, try to make every effort to be here for revival services. I'm telling you they're going to be tremendous uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to it and uh, it's, it's just going to be a good time in the Lord and uh, invite and bring somebody with you and uh, Give up your seat if you have to. That's all right. And uh, what in the world was that? Something fell down. Everybody's all right back there, but it's okay. Uh, so anyway, just uh, uh, remember Friday night, 7 o'clock, Saturday night, 7, and then Sundays at a regular time. And uh, I want to ask our people if you can. I'm not saying you have.